Sophie Blues, your source for all things Everton. And welcome to another podcast where we've got loads to get through. Of course, we're looking back, first of all, on our disappointing defeat to West Ham in the extra time segment. And then after that, Terry and Owen will join me for the preview of our next game, the home game against Rotherham. And then finally, of course, we're going to finish as Terry and Owen lock horns again in the matchday squad quiz at the end of the show. So sure to stay tuned for that. Well, first of all, we'll get started with looking back on that defeat against West Ham. Not necessarily what we want, but let's get down to it and we'll start with the extra time segment. Welcome to the Toffee Blues, your source for all things Everton. And welcome to the extra time segment for Everton nil, West Ham United 1. Really disappointing New Year's Day result. Not what we wanted to see, Terry, on the uh, you know the start of twenty twenty one. We're hoping for better things this year, and it just wasn't the way we wanted to start as we mean to go on. Anyway, it certainly wasn't what we were hoping for. Terry, what was your take on that game? Um, it was a nil nil game, wasn't it? A horrible, um, you know, Christmas week fixture where there was no quality on show. No energy, but it was just decided by a bit of you know luck on their part and a bit of bad luck on our part. Like I think both teams would have come off that pitch with a nil-nil, quite happy, and you know that would have no complaints. But one of those things, isn't it? You, you know, if, if they'd gone the other way, it, in fact, I tell you, it did go our way against Sheffield United. That was a nil-nil game, but we got the bit of luck at the end with the yeah, goal. Yeah, we, we were awful in that Sheffield United game as well. But yeah, it wasn't even like. You know, all right, the, the little bit more luck on West Ham's part is of a massive deflection. But, you know, we we didn't deserve to beat Sheffield United. And um, to be honest, West Ham didn't really deserve to beat us. But, you know, deserve is loads of bollocks. You know, if, if we'd have got what we deserve, we'd have two points from those two games rather than three. Won one and lost one. But you can't take away from West Ham's good points. They deserve to get something because they defended really well. Like, we couldn't yeah. get... Like some players were, you know, bad of ours were bad on the night. You know, Richarlison, oh, I think he was still concussed. I, I've never seen him I, play that's that. That's exactly what I said. I think in my instant reaction, I was like, I'm sure he hasn't fully got over whatever the concussion he was he picked up because he was just, he looked owned. He just kept running into their defender, didn't he? And, and you know, just well, it wasn't a good performance. Like we had a lot of our players, a lot of our players looked tired. You know the ones who've played most of the games, um, but there was one or two who shouldn't be tired. Like you know, like of Bernard who, who didn't contribute at all. But yeah, it was it was. I'm not getting too bent out of shape over it. it you know, it's 16 games in, we're fifth currently. You know, in the mix for Europe, that's where we'd want to be. If you'd have offered us this at the start of the season, it's just a bit. It's just a bit of a sickness to lose a game in that fashion, especially to lose at home. But the way West Ham played, our Bonner, you know, players like that, he was so, you know, resolute in their defensive display. And what I said around the time of the game was, this is exactly like the whole match with Chelsea, only this time we are Chelsea. 
we couldn't get nothing going attacking wise and the other teams defended really well so I think 0-0 would have been a fair result but it would have been against Sheffield United as well so we need to kind of take that off with the smooth yeah I think in fairness that like with the the Chelsea situation you just got to hope that we bounce back from the defeat I mean Chelsea lost the next one but I think since then they've won a few and like you know I think we just need to make sure we bounce back that's the what I fear the most is can we bounce back I know we've got a cup game next, but um, it's just that it's difficult to see the positives when it was such a flat performance. Like it's one of them. If we played well and got beat, you can live with that. But yeah. I think it's the, it's, it's the nature of it. And what I'm, I'm I've always said this. I was very scared about this during the lockdown, the very first lockdown, about how motivated our players are without fan behind them in the stadium I don't think it's a case of motivation I think it's a case of energy and it's a case of quality I don't think the I think the, the better players didn't have the energy because they played so much and the players who weren't tired weren't good enough like you know I'm, I don't want to pick on certain players because they were all terrible but if you look at he's the easiest one if you look at like the likes of Bernard's like I'm not just picking on him Sigurdsson and all that were crap as well um, you know Cedric Charleston but if you look at Bernard who's come in and he's played, he's done well in a little cameo uh, coming off the bench against Sheffield United. He's played this game against a team that are likely more tired than us because they've played more games. And he just hasn't had any impact on the game. You just think that's the main thing. If you if we can get better players eventually going forward, we can you know we can win these games, turn these games into wins when when most of the players are you know are, are tired and they haven't got the energy because the quality shines through. And that's what I think is going to be the key in the rest of the season. Like we've come through this win, this little period now of Christmas with loads of injuries, and we've sort of had a a makeshift team with you know, you know, full backs, um, centre backs for full back, and you know we've played Sigurdsson as a you know second striker almost. Whereas now we're going into this month, we've took a good point so all right, it's not the best results against West Ham, but now we're soon going to go into back to one game a week. And we're getting Luca Dean back, and we've already got Hammers Rodriguez back, and we're going to get Alan back at the end of the month. And the windows open, and we might get you know something. And even if we don't, there's there's players coming back into the team now, or will be, who will get us more like what we were at the start of the season. That lineup we've we've sort of dug out the points for this for the month of December, and now we're going to go back to one game a week with a proper team. I think it's still right there in our hands this season. It's just one of those results where the luck didn't go for us, but, you know, I've got no complaints because we, we we didn't deserve to win. That's the context for me is Sheffield United. We didn't deserve to win that, but we did. And we didn't deserve to lose this, but we did. So we got three points instead of a probably two that we deserved. That's a very good way of looking at it, but I think we should be concerned about the laziness in these performances. I mean, those players really should have come out the blocks you know, we, we could have gone second. There was we had as much as I hate to say it, Steve McManaman actually had a point when he said that um we, we, we come out of that we went into that game with a chance to go second, that incentive in our minds and an extra couple of days rest on the opposition in a very hectic period. And I just think there should be so much more desire when you consider what was at stake. And it's just, it hurts because 
do these players really want to get into Europe? Yeah, but it's it, it's not the end of the season. It's not like we could have finished seconds if we'd have won this game. It's it's the Christmas week. And I'm not saying that what the other desire was right. The desire wasn't right. There was players all over the pitch who just weren't, you know, weren't putting in what we expect. But I'm just not I'm just not up for being really, you know, angry about it, like I know a lot of people do. It's just I think it's just a little perspective's needed. Like some of the you look at the the players on the pitch, some of them haven't got futures at Everton. We won't be seeing Tosin for much longer if he goes this window or the summer. We won't be seeing Bernard much longer. You know, Sigurdsson, sadly, we might be seeing him a little bit longer, but there's it's it's a process. No, in fairness, in fairness, I'm not mad on Sigurdsson myself, but at least he, you know, every now and then he contributes with a goal or a assist. When's Tosin contributed with anything or Bernard? Yeah, I mean, it, I think people have lost sight though of it's not, not as many games played as usual at this point. Like we've, it's we're sixteen games in to a thirty-eight game season. There is a long way to go. If we'd have gone second, we still would have been not second in two or three weeks, probably. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you've got to just write those games off and don't go for it, but it's not this end of the world. Like, oh, that's it. Now we're not getting Europe scenario. There's still a lot of football left to be played, and a lot of football to be played with our better players fit. I think it's just a blip, personally. It's a blip result, and we got through the you know the Christmas period oh so well. Like you know, four wins. Fair, and one I was I was absolutely terrified after the uh, Leeds game going into December with the fixtures we had, and you know we got four wins and a draw, and then this is the only defeat. So it's in the grand scheme of things, it isn't bad. It's just I'm always fearful when we have a disappointing result like this that it'll derail the season because of the the weak mentality of some of the players we've got on the squad. Yeah, I understand that because, you know, history has, has proven you're right on that one, but I, I don't think it will. Like, we had that run of bad results um, after the first international break, didn't we? And we've, you know, put that to bed in December and, and with less tools to do so than... than than we had in that bad run, you know, we had less good players available. So I don't, I don't see that as a season derailing result at all. I just think of that as, you know, an unfortunate moment in a game. You know, you say Steve McManaman made a good point. I don't think he did, in my opinion. He, he called a mass a tap in after a wicked deflection at moments of quality. It's like, oh well, that... That, that, that's that's a typical McManaman. But in this case, I was just saying that, like, there was the incentive to, you know, push on. You know. With, I personally think that the way this season is, how tight it is, every game counts. Yeah, definitely. But as 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 you said before, there's there's games. We've got the the cup game now, and then we're back into the league, and you know we'll probably have Luca Dean back for that. We'll probably have Hamez starting back for that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, panicking over it because it was one results, and it's a long, long season. At the you know risk of repeating yourself. Yeah. It wasn't a good performance. There's a lot of players who didn't turn up. Like some players who we know were not good enough, and some players who we know are our best players, like Richarlison. It was a bad day at the office all round. But I just, I'm not, I'm just choosing not to get upset by it. Um, it'll, it'll be forgot about in a month, and we'll, and we'll probably win a few more games since then. Hopefully, but uh, it's an interesting little. I mean, after I was really rattled by this result, by the way, in case you, it hasn't shocked you already. I went, I, went, I went very geeky and like 
channel being a stat I will look back on. Do you know what Everton's record is like in the New Year's Day fixture since the Premier League started? Probably terrible. Like, for you to mention it. Yeah, well, in the 29 years we've had since the start of the Prem, there's been 23 league fixtures. Everton have won six, drawn four, and lost 13. And it is an even more interesting one. In that time, out of the six wins, only three of them were actually played on the 1st of January, 96, 2008 and 2012. It just makes me wonder, do the, the Everton players like have a bit of have a bit of a knees up on New Year's Eve or something. I don't know what it is. Why are we so bad on New Year's Day? I don't know. It's just one of those Everton stats, isn't it? It's probably not. With, there's there's hundreds like... of these Everton stats that I could probably like dig up if I had the time to do it. I know. I know. I couldn't even try and give you a football explanation for that. There's a bunch of different teams at different times. Think, exactly. We're talking like 96 there, 2008. Probably better teams in terms of mentality than what we've got now for sure. But um, but whatever it is, the, the stats do spell out. We beat Southampton in 2017, and since then we've lost eight. We've lost four New Year's fixtures on the spin. Does that tell you a lot about the shower of players that we've got at the moment? Half mentality, half depth, probably. Yeah, a lot of the time we have had injury problems over this period, which, to be fair, we have handled a lot better this time around than we perhaps have in years before. But yeah, I'd like, I'd like to think we might actually, Everton might not ruin a New Year's Day for once, maybe next year, you never know. Well, it wasn't really New Year's Day this year, was it? <laughs> I, I, to be honest, it's all just a bit of a blur for me at this stage. I mean, just got to get through this another year of this rubbish and... Uh, well, not, not, I'm not even talking in a football sense there, by the way. I'm referring to some far more important things that are going on in the world. Uh, yeah, without getting too dreary, we'll move on from that. Um, what are the positives then that you can see moving forward? I mean, what are the other positives that we'll add from that crap record that I've just like read out? That a lot of the time we have gone and bounced back in the January. It's always been a time where we have sort of improved at times in in years gone by obviously we've got a cup game first we've got to win that no no, 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 no freaking excuses there whatsoever and then but then after that like league fixtures we've got uh, Aston Villa Wolves I haven't even looked beyond that to be honest so I'll have to uh, do my homework a bit more on that but uh, I think it's it's all about bouncing back here if, if these players have got it in them to bounce back and they've got to start finding ways to win games at Goodison without the fans there because, you know, that's not something we've done very well. We think we had the West Brom and Brighton games at the start of the season. But other than that, we haven't really done very well without the supporters. I think that's something that we need to... The players need to find it within themselves to find that desire and will to win that isn't, I don't think, was there yesterday. Oh, sorry, on New Year's Day. I just think we need to find something like that in ourselves. In we need to find it within themselves to motivate themselves through a game, get themselves coming out of the block straight away, rather than waiting and waiting for the and letting the, the other team grow into the game. Like that was what it irritated me. Is like we were the, we were the form team. We go into that game, we should be right out of the blocks. Like just have a bit of desire. You know what? 
if we'd have gone for that straight away, I reckon we might have nabbed a goal early doors and we could have sat back then and because of what they liked. And the way we've been defending lately, we probably would have shaded the 1-0 or something like that. I just think we need to get an early goal, this team. And we have done on a number of occasions. Any time we did with Sheffield United. And on that occasion, they were rubbish, so we got away with it. I think on the other occasions, I think we've always managed to find a goal in the first half. And that's a big one, I think, for us. We get the first goal, we've been games. Yeah, it's probably true of a lot of teams that, but it's just goals are hard to come by when your two biggest chance creators, Dean and Rodriguez, aren't fit. Like, but Rodriguez is fit now, and Dean's very close. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back in for the uh, next game, uh, next league game, and then you'll suddenly see Calvert Lewin will start scoring again. The team will start scoring more in general again because the chance creators are back. Of you two. Biggest creative outlets are injured. You're not going to create a lot of chances. Dominic Calder Lewin's had a bit of a goal drought because no one's making any chances for him. He's just got to hold the ball up and bring other players in. That's all he's been, that's all his job's been for games. But yeah, we should hopefully, you know, fingers crossed with other injuries, um, tear the corner now, not just results wise, but performance wise as well. We'll see a different. One big positive I think that we haven't even touched on, but we haven't touched on much anyway is we're into the transfer window now. We could maybe get a few players in that can help us improve. Yeah, well, I don't know. The his, our, our records of buying in January is awful. Like, I know everyone will say, well, so-and-so bought so-and-so. It's like, yeah, but that's them, not us. We always, most of the time, well, not always, but 90% of the time, I'd say, we buy crap we're trying to get rid of in, um, when we buy in January. We like, give it a, a year. We're, we're we talk about you. So you're referring to a Walcott and a Toss in there, I presume. Yeah, the most recent ones. But you look at other ones. You look at Nias. You know, Yelovic. All right, he did well when he first came in, but then he was a donkey yeah. after that. Like very, very. You know, Aidan McGeady. The amount of players we buy in January, they Goodness. usually there's some names that have been desperately trying to forget. It's usually in January you buy absolute tosh of another team who are happy to sell. Like if we if someone came in for the Charleston now, we, we wouldn't just sell them and go, and go. No, we're not selling them. It's the middle of a season. We're selling them in the summer for a big price. He did it with the Drista Gay. He was always going to go to PSG, but we weren't selling them in the middle of a season. Why would other clubs do that with their good players? But if someone came in for Bernard now, yeah, you can have him. It's fine. Teams just point blank unless. You know, there's, there's circumstances which change things, like massive bids, which, frankly, we're not going to do at this point. Unless we're go- you know, we're willing to pay hugely over the odds, you don't get any good players in January. Like, you look at the ones who have been good, you go, oh, well, Virgil van Dijk is the biggest one. Yeah, they paid £75 million for him, which was a world record for a defender at the time. We're not going to... Still go- is, for the defender, I think. Well, for a defender, yeah. It was, it was, it was a in massive amount for a quality player, but it's like, yeah, but... We're not going to go and spend a massive amount on a quality player. We're going to go and try and find a player who will, yeah, he might be better than what we've got, but then in the 12 months' time, he won't be any better than what we've got. We'll be looking to get rid of him like we are with Tosin, and we're going to let Walcott go for free. And it's a, I'm not against signs in January, but I'm not, you know, put pinning me season hopes on it because, like a lot of people are, because the record is bad. Like we, we don't tend to buy well in January. 
and teams most teams have got that record as well. It's only the odd few deals which are good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the, when we was referring to the transfer window, I was referring in particular to Sammy Kadira, which has been a name that's increasingly been linked over the last couple of days. What's your take on Kadira? Would you have him? It's not for me. I, I don't see him. You know, he's played like what seventeen games in two years. I don't think it's. it's you know what I mean? Like if it, put it this way, if he comes in, he's on a very short deal on on like reasonable wages. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't cry about it and go, oh, what are we doing? Like, if you come in on a five-year deal, then you'd be, you know, what the hell are we doing? Your aces, yeah. But if he comes in, he comes in. I'm, I'm, if you, you say, you'd leave the decision up to me, I'm, I'm probably not going to go for it. But if he does come in, I hope he's better than what we've got outside of Allen and Decore because I think we need additions in that area. But I, Desperately, I desperately. I don't know whether... He'd be the answer, not for me, but I wouldn't be too bent out of shape if it happens. There's been links to Delhi Alley. I think that have you could move personally. Would you consider that? No, I've mentioned this on other videos. Um, it's not even about his quality as a player, it's just the 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 everything surrounding that potential deal. One, they probably won't loan to us because where we are in the table, because we're a, we're a rival for European football, they're not going to strengthen us. Um, if we if they were to loan them, they're not going to sell us to him cheap, and I don't want to be spending big money at the end of a loan for a player who I don't think's worth big money. And I don't think he's um, his mentality is very good. If you watch the Spurs documentary, he seems to be a bit of a petulant, spoiled baby. Like he doesn't train well, which we know is a big thing for Carlo. Yeah, well, that's that's a big thing. I've got a very big problem with a lot of the current players we've got. So with that yeah, in mind. After results, he seems to come in and strop in the changing room and he's arguing with players. But not in an argument with players like he demands better, just he's a bit of a tit. Like, he, he, I don't want more of that at the club. I want more, you know, leaders and he doesn't seem like he's a leader at all. So he'd have to be, you know, some silly levels of quality to put up with all that baggage. Uh, to have, and I don't think he's he's worth it. And this whole thing, well, Carlo will sort him out. Mick Mourinho hasn't sorted him out. It's not like he's had... You know, dud managers who just don't get him. He's had one of the another manager who's one of the very best. Pochettino and Mourinho. I mean, since he's been a Spurs, like yeah, can't, no. you can't do much not, better than that. Not for me, Deli Ali. Yeah, again, if he comes in, I'd be very surprised, and I hope he does well. But I don't see him. But to be fair, he did all right under Pochettino. Yeah, but for a for a bit. Wasn't even that good when he was like, you know what I mean? He wasn't good the whole time either, was he? He was. That's one of them, I think. Owen, I know Owen likes him. Owen, Owen really, you know, really does, you know, want to take him. But uh, I think it's a non-starter for the reasons I mentioned, and and he, he plays in a number ten position, and I think we're going to go four three three as as it goes on. I, uh, he's yes. not a midfielder, and we we don't play a number ten. We have done with injuries, don't get me wrong, we've been using Sigurdsson in that role, but look at earlier in the season when we had all of our players available. Hammers is our number 10, but he plays off the right. The, the middle three need to be hard workers to make to give those front three the freedom, and I don't think Deli Ali's that I think that's player. the thing. I think at the moment we've got two very good hard workers in that middle of the park, but we need a third. Because, you know, mm. we need legs all the way through that midfield, especially, you know, if Hammers doesn't track back, we know that. I think we well, you, you got you got three grafters in the middle of the pitch, don't need them to. You know, you can accommodate that for a for a star player, but Deli Ali's not gonna do that. Deli Ali's gonna He's gonna wanna be that star player, isn't he? But 
You I don't even think Barry. He just plays off a striker. He, you know, if we played, if we had two, if we had Barry and McCarthy, and we played four-two-three-one with Calvert Lewin up front, then Deli Ali could play in that number ten position easily. But we don't have those players. We, you know, we were playing a four-three-three, or we're going to. And I don't think Deli Ali fits in that, even if they would give it to give us to give him to us rather. And he's, um, they're not going to, frankly. Fair play. Yeah, taking the transfers out the equation, uh, what do we do to bounce back from this result? Then you know, obviously the Rotherham game will probably see a lot of changes. Um, but okay, simple as that. It doesn't matter who it is, whether you're playing Rotherham or whether you're playing um, Man City, like or Liverpool. Just win the next. I mean, maybe not Liverpool, but <laughs> win the next game. It, it, you win the next game, then that that result goes out the window, and you move on. You go, you see, you you, you sort of categorise that as a bad results blip. Whereas if you lose the next game, you're suddenly all of a sudden you're suddenly in a bad run of form. So beat Rotherham, and then you can go into the next league game, and you you can you look at that. We've won, you know, five out of six or whatever it is, rather than we've lost the last two. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the exact, exactly it. I mean, obviously, the next game against Aston Villa is not going to be an easy one, is it? No, they're, they're the quality side at the minute. They they are a very good team. Um, I I don't know. I, like I, I'll say what I think about that one. I know what players we've got available for it, but that's going to be a really tough game. They're one of the better teams this season. You got any now? So we'll low block the shit out of them. Well, they they'll look at us the same way. They'll go. Oh, you know they're a good team this season. They're like us, so I, I, I think this Villa team's really good. Um, so that'll be a very tough game. Yeah, we'll wait and see anyway. But uh, yeah, that's what we've got to hope now. I think moving forward, in this defeat on New Year's Day was but a mere blip. I just want to see whatever happens in the next game. I just want to see more desire. That's all that matters to me. Is like I can forgive bad results if the players have. Put hard yards in. I think that that's literally. Time will tell. We'll have to wait and see. I'd like to see some new faces in the window, but just gotta hope for the best, I guess. Like, you know, it's it's annoying really because we're in the middle of this what was a dead tight run of fixtures, and now we've got to wallow over this result for eight days. <laughs> it's like that's just typical, that isn't it? You know, we're like. Let's let's see how we go. You know, provided there's a lot of wholesale changes for the cup game, these players who've played in the West Ham game will get like what will it be? Eleven days rest, which is very much needed, I think. But it's important that they use that rest to the best of their ability and come back fighting against Villa. We've got to come right out of the blocks and you know make life make life difficult for them. Can't let teams have it all their own way. That's the one thing you could not do in the Premier League and you know that, that that's literally it you know desires everything no it is mm-hmm. you, know, you know it's a, it's a, it's plastered on the wall of Finch Farm all this hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard and all that we can go on with yeah. all those little little quotes for days but you know we've got to put it into action I think and, mm-hmm. we'll see yeah, we'll, we'll just see what happens.
and welcome to a match preview ahead of our FA Cup game. Third round, our first game of the FA Cup this season at home against Rotherham. Unfortunately, there won't be any fans in the ground for obvious reasons. But nonetheless, we've got what the pundits would call a potential banana skin to overcome as we take on League One opposition. I think they are League One, aren't they? No, the Championship. But you're not supposed to know that because they are both League One and the Championship. No man's land. But yeah, I've, I've never they bounce between the league like no one's business. They're not in a league. <laughs> uh, if they're non-league, then that means we're all automatically like got a banana skin to overcome. But uh, anyway, we've got nah, like Rotherham it. in the cup. Um, you know, it's a banana skin that we've got to overcome. We've had a mix, let's say a mixed record against these sides in the past. Uh, so yeah, we've got to be on our A game. Certainly going to need an improvement from the West Ham performance anyway. We're joined by Owen and Terry for this. We'll start with you, Owen. What, how, would you, how are you feeling going into this game? Can you expect wholesale changes? Um, Going into the game, I think it's a, it's a tough one. I'm a big fan of what Paul Warren's done at Rotherham. I think he's got a group of players who give it, give the law, I think. On paper, they went down, but they stuck with Paul, um, Paul Warren. They came back up. They're giving her a right good gob. Them and Wickham have got clearly the worst squads, I would probably say, in the championship. But they're both within the mix. And it's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be an awkward game. They're not going to make it easy for us. So in that respect, I think we're going to have to put on as many players on the pitch that are capable of taking the game away from Rotherham, particularly early on. Because if you have a look at them in the championships, as games go on, they, they tend to stifle teams and make it quite awkward. Um so we're going to have to be on our A game. Early goals will help. I think this is one. It's probably not going to be a vintage game to watch, or especially with no fans there or anything. It's just going to be. It has to be one of them where we have to class as a routine win. I think we'll make some changes um, with Wolves coming up in minds and that. But I think it's a game we're going to have to. If we're going to want to give everything in this cup, I think we're going to have to take seriously because he's got a group of really well motivated players for one. Yeah, I think. It's a di- it's always a difficult situation to be in. I think no one, as much as it sounds routine, you never want to like go too easy on these kind of teams because they are going to be really up for this. You know, given the circumstances, you know, it's 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 also you think these kind of teams who are struggling in the championship sometimes like a bit of a break, don't they, from the relegation scrap as you like and. They really try and show show the stuff in the in this competition. I remember Terry say, I mean, this might be a bit before your time, on, but Terry, I think you might remember this Tranmere game from two thousand and one. Been more than that. It's been Shrewsbury and, and teams like that. And we've had many games. Like this. Well, year, a group of well motivated players give the law. I think. I think you say that about the championship teams, I think especially those who have got the weaker squads and whose aim is to stay in the championship. Ed Gareth Ainsworth for Wickham say this week that winning breeds winning and we're going to have to, even if it's the FA Cup and there's no points on the table, if we win the game, it gives a different kind of mentality shift within the players if you start winning games again. So I think um, Robin will have the same mentality to try and come and try and get a positive result, which will then sort of propel them on to um to the, the games coming up in the championship, but even if they give a decent performance, I think they're just looking to get some momentum from the game. For us, though, I think it's a game we have to kill early. 
Yeah, we definitely. That's that's going to be it. We want to get this done, dusted as soon as we can. On that note, before, like as we were talking about Rotherham getting a positive result, obviously, like what's the situation with, considering like the COVID sort of thing with like replays? Not sure. I know. I know. Rotherham had a couple of cases around the Christmas week, and then the game against Cardiff got called off, not because of COVID, but because the pitch, um, I think, it was waterlogged or something like that, frozen pitch, something like that. And and he couldn't play the game, but I know they had cases. I, I don't know what their sort of situation with the game is coming into this, but I imagine they'll be all right considering he didn't play against Cardiff for nothing. So they probably had that period to sort of to take the sting out of it. But I imagine I don't think there's going to be replays or anything, and so games are suspended. I, I would imagine it would be a similar situation to that when Leighton Orient played Tottenham and the team with the cases are just pull out of it. Uh, maybe I think that'll be the way to do it but unfair as it is I think the bigger teams who are looking to win the competition will always sort of put pressure on it for that kind of thing but whether that's right or not I think uh, I very much disagree with it but so be but it. then the, the game's got to be called off and can't be played you can't rearrange it for six weeks time can you because it's the there's, no, there's no there's no replays it's decided on the day Oh, that's going to be an interesting one, then, eh? Yeah. Uh, Battle by Krupp. Jürgen Klopp's got his wish of no replays. Yeah. I think they would have gone anyway in these circumstances, but, yeah. yeah so, it is, it's, it's it's even more of a banana skin in that regard because, if you you know, you slip up and draw, you go into a penalty shootout, you know, um, there's, no, there's no replay to put it right or anything like that. So, yeah. I mean... Adam, I don't know what that will quite do for the tie. I mean, will teams play for penalties like Rotherham? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, we we had that similar thing against Man United in the in the League Cup quarterfinals where the game was ebbing away. It, it, it was a stick or twist type of thing. Do we play for penalties here or do we just throw everyone forward? I mean, it didn't matter anyway because he broke us down. But it's that thing of what you do for them. Teams like Rotherham, you, they would usually come and play for a replay. And take us back to the, to their ground, but I'm not sure they can. They, they're not being able to do that. Will they have more of a go or hope for a penalty shoot? I mean, I'm I'm unsure of how these teams will approach it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. It's like very tactical, very tactical battle. I think it's going to be the case. Like I say, Paul Warren's quite a low block sort of manager, isn't he? Well, yeah, I, I think they've developed a little bit. I think when he first took the job, when they were in the Championship the season before last, they were. They were they were very direct and they they went they went sort of a team who passed the ball a lot but I think they they, they don't pass the ball a lot now but they're a little bit more sort of forceful in their approach now how they play than the sort of strong direct approach they had last time I think with being in League One last season they were better than most teams so they had to find a way of breaking teams down in League One. Now they've gone back in the championship, it they've sort of reverted a bit more back to playing more directly. But it, it would it depends. I think he knows he can come to Goodison and players stripe as stripe as he would get beat comfortably. But you'd hope so anyway. So I, th- I think he will look to make it difficult. I think any manager in the championship, apart from a few crazy ones, would look to do that. Yeah, Terry, but you know, obviously, what I've just said, man, and we've only got one shot at this. Does that alter the way we pick the team? Do we go a bit more 
do we do we put more first teamers out, knowing that we can't afford to mess this fixture up? I don't know. It's I I, I would have thought we'd have gone strong. Well, I did think we went strong. We would have gone strong in the in the League Cup, and then when the game arrived, we had massive wholesale changes completely. So. I know, like, Ancelotti's made it quite public that the aim for this season is to qualify for Europe and win silverware. So we, they are going to be taking these cups seriously. But I don't know whether he just takes a view that without the the, the extra factor of the fans being there, away or at home, it's not as much of a, you know, not as dangerous as normal cup ties are. Like, the quality, just it's just down to quality and coaching when there's no crowds. So even though we had massive wholesale changes in the League Cup, against lower league opposition, we still had too much for them. You know, we were you know, we weren't like we were a lot, you know, we played for quite well at Fleetwood, but against Salford, you know, we were in no danger of losing, but we laboured for long spells of the match, if you remember. So I don't know this yeah. game. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I, I, I would be surprised if we just got the first team, like a first team, you know, eleven. Um but I don't know whether we'll get the wholesale changes or he'll just make, you know, a couple. I think there's some obvious ones, like the people might get what they want and, you know, Nick Kunku plays this game. <laughs> he could send the masses well, into Gordon. You are? So, I was going to say, it wouldn't make sense to play in Kunku and such like. Yeah, I, th- I think it might be one he trusts in Kunku in because it's lower league opposition and not particularly strong lower league opposition. I think if we were playing, you know, Norwich, then he might decide to play it a bit stronger. But, um, you know, Rotherham are down the bottom. He might go, right, well, I trust in Kunku. You probably see him rest Mina because he's usually one he protects, you know, from injury. He doesn't, you know, want to over, you know, overload him. Uh, you probably see Andre Gomez come back in. No, uh, that's maybe, rough, rough, yeah. the maybe Bernard. You, you might not see uh, Hammers. You might wait to play him because, you know, we've got, you know, Wolves, Aston Villa, Leicester all coming up. You're gonna need Hammers more for them, so we, we might see like just a two, you know three maybe four changes and have the core of a, this this first team, but just change a couple in and out. I think Olsen will play. Um, that's what I'd do. I I I would hope he just like in Kunku Olsen, maybe play Godfrey centre back alongside um, Keane or Holgate, Andre Gomez in the middle. I don't want to see Tosin. I wouldn't be bothered. If, I wouldn't be bothered if him. Richarlison sat this one out and we played Bernard's or even Gordon, you know, whichever one. But I personally, given that we're out the League Cup now, don't want to see that that sort of Salford type 11 where everyone's changed and it's, you know, you're asking for trouble in case, it, you know, the chemistry's not there on the day. Rotherham are a lot better than Salford and Fleetwood as well. So I think that should be considered when we're thinking with lower league opposition as one great big umbrella, but the quality level between Rotherham and Salford's huge. Well, as you said, um, you know, winning breeds winning. If you can get another game into Seamus Coleman, it might, you know, iron out a few. You know, he's not been very good, has he, in the games he's come back? But you can, you know, you get him a little bit more up to speed. Um, you get you play Dominic Calvert Lewin, providing he's, you know, not carrying any niggles because he came off through the night. Um, you, you play him and, you, you know, he could get a goal and it boosts his confidence back up. There's, you know, there's quite a few things, but... Just... Uh, I think you're more likely to see Tosin in this one than any game. But then oh, again, he's linked with a move away. So where, where does his motivation level come to play this game? 
if he's if he's if he's speaking to Sam or West Brom or anything, where does his motivation come to play for Everton in a third round FA Cup tie? So it might be a case of you just have to play Richarlison or Dom. I would play Dom if he's not injured. Just 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 play him, see if he can score a goal, get back in the goals. I only want to see two or three. I only want to see, you know, Kunku Olsen, Gomez Bernard. Yeah, I, I I think it's a game where we're going to have to. We can't play centre back to full back against Rotherham because they'll be made up. <laughs> Even you wouldn't enjoy watching that. No. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say though I hate this phrase for anyone who applies it to a Premier League game, but I think it can apply. Yeah. Um, there's no excuse. You've got you, you, the the team should win no matter who plays because we're a Premier League outfit with international players and we're playing a you know bottom quarter championship team. I hate that expression because people apply it to games like you've got to beat Fulham, you've got to beat uh, you know Team X in the Premier League and it doesn't work like that in the Premier League. But with no fans against a poor championship side, I think it applies. You talk about me. <laughs> I think I it's one of them. I think these are the kinds of teams you've got to be on guard with these tough teams. These were love set pieces, and that I mean, we're not in the Marco Silva days of conceding every set piece that comes into our box, but these kinds of things we do have to be mindful of. Yeah, I'm not saying you can just take the piss and, and not, and not <laughs> defend. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't have to defend against them, but there's no way we should be coming out of this game without having one. If we do, that's a massive failure. We're in two cups this year, and I want to try and Every year, I want to try and win one of them at least. But you know, it's, it, Carlo Ancelotti's brief has been to get us into Europe and win a trophy. And there is, we've never had a manager more with with better expertise at winning trophies than this one. So I fully expect us to get through this round, and then whatever happens after that happens. Yeah, you like to think. I mean, in fairness to Ancelotti, um, against Man- we were knocked out by Man United in the League Cup on on the day and. Probably in general, obviously, they're a better squad than we are. So I think in the end, the better team won there. And I can live with that if, you know, we lose to a better team on paper. It's it's more we don't want to go and pitch an opportunity to win a trophy up the ball by losing to a lower league side. It's just like we don't need that embarrassment when we're trying to break this duck. Millwall was... Was so annoying, but it was yeah. so predictable. I could have seen that coming. Yeah, so, I could. So, I could have saw that coming too. That yeah. that was really predictable one because we talk about a couple of years ago playing Millwall, but everything they were good at, we were bad at. So for me, it was they loved the cup as well. So I, I did think they would beat us because of how sort of lacklustre we were at the time. Yeah, I mean, looking back, how much of a clown Marco Silva was? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, it's the, it's the rather a match preview, not the Marco Silva batching show. But I didn't answer because I didn't want to get into that because we'd have been here all night. I don't know. We, I think we'd have all been here all night, but I could go on forever about that. But on, on the note to this game, I think that's a good point. Is that Carlo Ancelotti would like to think has got the notes to get us past these kind of hurdles? Yeah, I'd hope so. Same, you know, you, like you said, with if you if you play Man United and in the middle of December and you've got injuries and you go out of a cup, that's one thing. If you've had eight days off and you go and you play in Rotherham at Goodison Park and you go out, that's a completely different thing. We should be winning this game. We should be in the hat for the next round. If we're not, 
I won't be happy. But I, um, no matter who the, the the eleven is on the pitch, because we, you know, even our reserve players, a lot of them are internationals who've who've who are on a lot of money, so they should be beating teams like this. Say that, but I don't. A lot of players in the in our reserves that I have zero confidence in. Not more so than the only like for like replacement for Calvert Lewin, hence why he has to play. I don't want him to to play, but Tosin should be. I'm not. I'm sorry, Tosin should be better than Rotherham. I, I mean, I know should be and is are two different things. But if he if he gets on a pitch and he looks like he can't run again, then give him away. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I, I second that. I think if he, he does, he's got no chance of getting a Premier League club if. If he can't put in a decent account himself against Rotherham, yeah, it's, it's just it's saying be a chance for him to show what he can do. You know, obviously he's got Sam and West Brom in the um, pipeline, but if he puts I in don't a good, get that. for my memory, Sam is a toaster. Yeah, well, he couldn't yeah. play him because he didn't like the snow. But even though there was no snow in, there was snow in Germany where he grew up. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Sam would have Tosin. I think that's just a lazy link because the press know that Sam bought him, but don't know the context and what happened next. I don't think West Ham, uh, West Brom won him unless Sam hates the strikers he's got there even more than he hated Tosin, which he might. You'll get it. You'll get it. Love child, Troy Deeney. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I could see Tosin going to a Palace before I could see him go to West Brom just because of who the manager is at West Brom. He thought he was yeah. crap. He didn't play him. I think personally for me, I think it's a case of Tolkien sticking himself from Chopin that in this he doesn't get any game time in this game. And I can see him maybe going to like a Hertha Berlin or the side in Germany. I mean, Schalke are an absolute joke, and David Wagner's the manager. I mean, that screams like someone who might actually say Tolkien. David Wagner's not the Schalke manager anymore. It's hey, he's, long. he's long gone. Hey, he? There's been about three managers since him. Oh, yeah. left in October. Well, it shows how much I'm attention to the Bundesliga. It's a yeah, far cry. It's a far cry from. Um, it's a far cry from May and June when, like, all we could watch on like, the sports channels with Bundesliga football. Hey, we knew won the last four. I'll have you know. I'm absolutely over the moon. Oh, he's loving it. But uh, yeah, European. I mean, Speaking of four wins on the bounce, I mean, that's another point we're making is that we built up a lot of good momentum, which we threw away basically in the West Ham game when we got beat. This is a good chance to quickly bounce back. You know, it's not obviously not in the league, but winning, like you said before, from Rotherham's point of view, winning three is within it's the same with us. This isn't going to be another Owen Park's bingo phrase. I've said it once, don't be making it up. Go on, say. Win and breathe, win and... <laughs> you know, we need to go into this game with a clean sheet mentality. Well, I think a bit more than that against Rotherham, but we'll see. But uh, <laughs> no, I think that it, it, that that applies to Rotherham, but I think it also applies to us. And we need to win to kickstart our momentum again because we dented that a bit with the defeat at West against West Ham. Um, and you know, gives us a bit more confidence going into the next game against Wolves, then so we'll see what happens. But yeah, we've definitely got to go all out. From I think the, the key to this game is going to be getting an early goal. We seem to be 10 times well, I think, I think it is. We are far more likely to come out with a win if we score in the first half. I mean, 
bar the Sheffield United game, when did we not score in the first half and win? I'm just going to give the team one simple instruction for the game. Don't give any cheap set pieces away. Oh, I don't know about that. If Andre Gomez plays, there's about five or anything. If, if Andre Gomez plays, there's a cheap set piece in pretty, pretty much every like most dangerous area of the pitch. Play Benny Beningham, then I don't care. <laughs> play play Lossel in midfield. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it's one of them. We've just got to, we've just got to keep our heads. But you know, it's like it's one of those. You're always worried about these games. Obviously, having Millwall fresh in the mind, Derby last season against their kids and frigging, you know, there's there's so many like FA Cup banana skins that I can recall where like you've just we've just got to get past this no matter what. And I mean, I'm hoping Carlo was drilled that into them, but. So, um, I, as you know from the last game, I'm very much calling into question a lot of the players' motivation, a lot of the reserve players, and how much their will to win is there. Uh, do players like Bernard really want this enough? Um, it, it, you know, this is the kind of game where you see no fans, lower league opposition. I mean, going to show what you can do. On Bernard, I think probably is there. But we were all, all our fan base was loving up Paolo Fonseca the other year. I'm not quite sure why. But I mean, if he wants Bernard, I mean, we must question some of his uh, management ability if he thinks he's a player. Christ. Oh, yeah. I am, like, like we were speaking about this in the live show the other day, where me, me and Terry, and Terry, I said to you, uh, like, a potential swap deal could be a stroke of genius if we do a Bernard, sorry, an Olsen plus cash deal for Bernard. Yeah, I mean, I think the key for me, and not going off on the tangent here, but Salem was keen to bring some money and to buy someone so crucial for me, but because I feel like we need someone else in the final phase of because I think we're, we're lacking a bit when we haven't got our full team out, but that's by the by. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we need another striker. Uh, well, a striker that can move, not Tosin. Or even if you buy someone for the wing and say Richarlison can deputise up front from now on, for every now and then, I just, I just think we need another option. Yeah, one way uh, or another, we need a new recruit this window. And I know we're not known for doing January business, but I think that has to change this time around. You know, we've got a good opportunity and bringing in some new faces might help us seize that. And Terry will be glad to hear that Deli Ali probably will be going to PSG, not Everton. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it was one of them. I first looked kind of sold on Delhi Alley, but now I'm like rethinking it. And you know, there's it makes you wonder if Delhi Alley's going there, is there some room that PSG might be willing to let go? I know Draxler's out of contract, but is there anyone else who might become available from PSG? I'm sure. We'll have to see what Pochettino wants. Bring a risk and a back again. It's going to be a funny window, though, isn't it? Because the you know Brexit rules might change the transfer. So already, it's already um, scuttled Big Sam a little bit, and it which which delighted me greatly. Yeah, uh, don't let the irony be lost on you, oh, the bloody hell! Unbelievable, isn't it? The bloke doesn't help himself, does he? <laughs> 
he must know what he, how, he see, how he comes across. He must do. He took a job during the pandemic and moans that should be stopped because he doesn't want to get COVID. <laughs> no, I, I, I reckon they're just a seed that he's starting to plant to sort of make an excuse for himself to get out in case he can't keep them up. No, he's just being a tiss. Yeah, he just he's, he's not. Maybe he I'm maybe I'm overestimating no. his intelligence there. He can't act any other way. He can only be himself, and he's a raging knobhead, basically. <laughs> he can't help himself. He's not doing it on purpose. That's just no, the way he is. Proper like gammon behaviour there. But anyway, we'll finish up the preview here anyway. For you guys tuning into the podcast, it's time for the final quiz. We're going to finish up with a classic match day squad quiz, and you know it's it's been a while since I've done one of these to be honest, but it's going to be uh, a very interesting one. Obviously, I, I was I was saying before we started that uh, Terry, you know, and you guys are in for a treat with this one. Man. Undoubtedly, it's a it's a dead rubber Europa League game from 2006 that I've never heard of, and Leighton Baines was injured in. <laughs> that was about right. Um, so, given that Owen's very much lacking in confidence, I'll go easy on you, Owen, and I'll let you do the, the coin flip. Heads or tails, Owen? Heads. And it's tails. You've got off to a great start there. Terry, first or second, mate? Oh, first, please. Teddy's going first, usually means a Teddy win. So I know Teddy going second usually means a Teddy win, but we'll see. Teddy's up first, and time to reveal the fixture in question. So cue that intense quiz music, and it's very intense for this one. There it is, and I mean, we need that intense music because this was a very intense fixture from January 2016, FA Cup third round, Everton versus Dagenham and Redbridge. What a- this was the first time the cats entered the Goodson pitch, weren't it? May well have been, but if you've got that good a memory of this game, you might do very well on this one, Owen. <laughs> oh, me. I don't know anyone who was playing, but I just remember the cat being on the pitch. Doesn't matter the cat played. Yeah. Could play better than some of the players we had out. Am I going um, first or second? Yeah, um, Teddy, you're up first, mate. Be first, yeah. Um, I reckon that's the same cat that gets on the pitch. Constantly. It's always a black cat of Goodison, isn't it? Probably lives in like Bowen Road or something. Probably, but it's like it must have why isn't it if it is the same cat, why isn't it learned its lesson by now? To not get on Goodison. <laughs> cat my cat hates other people. Like she's petrified of everyone. Like apart from like me and my wife who she lives with. Anyone comes in the house, even people she knows, she likes it. And our poor, funny enough, she likes him. But, um, but that cat gets in a stadium with 39,000 people and <laughs> just runs about the pitch. Anyway, very good. What? That's not going to be a direction there, I do apologise. Um, <laughs> That's a nice little addition, that. Packing him in Redbridge. Um, Kevin Morales, I think he scored. Kevin Bellas did score, he scored a penalty and he started and played the full game. And the best goal scorer was Aruna Kone. It was Aruna Kone and he played the full game. 
Wow, what a terrible game this was, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way of describing this entire season, to be fair. Yeah, went great, was it? Owen's favourite era, the Martinez era. Yeah, I've got I've got DVDs of the fifteen sixteen season, <laughs> which he's bottled leads like. Don't know. Um, well, if it was the FA Cup under Martinez, then it would have been Joel Robles. Yeah, Joel Robles between the sticks. Owen, I'm going to have a guess on Matty Pennington. Um, you're going to surrender. Ah. Oh. Oh, hang on, no you're not. He, he did it, he came on, he came on. He's right, right at the bottom of the list for his number 38 shirt, but yeah, he came off the bench. So, he's still, he's still alive. Passing the ball back in his own net. <laughs> That's how bad that goal was. <laughs> um, I think I like B-team players under Martinez. Brian, I don't know if you didn't be then, Brian Oviedo. Brian Oviedo would play the full game at right back. I'm, right I'm, going, to, I'm going to go out on the limit because I feel like taking a chance. And I'm going to say Leandro Rodriguez. Leandro Rodriguez made his only ever appearance in this game off the bench. Well played. Yeah, that was Leandro Rodriguez's only ever in. in. I believe, I believe Shani Tadashai was on a new sub. <laughs> the lesser spotted Tadashai. He wasn't well, one of the cup games. Tadashai wasn't on a new sub, but um, yeah, Leandro Rodriguez was a very much used sub. Um, so Favieto was right back, who was left back? Was it Luke Garbutt? Nope. <gasps> Owen? Win, mate. I've got to pick a bloody song now, though. That's the only issue. <laughs> what are you going to go with? The rest of the team. We've got to pick as well. Oh, we still got to get the rest of the team, yeah. Can have a little Lincoln think. Lincoln Baines been on the pitch, otherwise, because Kevin Morales took the pen. Was it Brendan Galloway? It was Brendan Galloway. Full game for Brendan Galloway. That left back. So we've got the keeper, the two full backs, Morales and Kone. The two uh, stuff that no one was asked about. Yeah. Uh, Funes Mori. Yep, Funes Mori started the game and was replaced by Pennington. Well, what a sub. <laughs> Isn't it? <I> know. <laughs> That's elite substitutions, that. Pennington coming on. Um, oh, days, days. The tender age of 32. <laughs> This was a f- terrible season. Imagine us doing the- these now. I could roll out the clean sheet mentality every week here. You can see the score <laughs> of the very least. Um... I'd have just come on and talked about Pulis as West Brom instead. John Stones? No John Stones. Jag- Not in the team at all, actually. Jackie Elka. Yep, Jackie Elka started and played the full game. You got the back five sussed out. So you've got four more uh, outfield starters to get through. You've named Leandro Rodriguez and Pennington, but there's one more sub. 
of those four starters. James McCarthy. Nope, no James McCarthy. McCarthy and Barry were starting Premier League games, so this would have been like, was it Gibson? Aaron Gibson started and played the full game. I don't know how he managed that, but he did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's a drunk and plays for Ireland. How did he do 90 minutes? <laughs> I like no. really. um, Who else? We've got the, the back five. We've got Kone up front. We've got Ronalas on the right. Mo Bezic. Yes. Your dad's favourite. Full game. Oh, they'd big? have been. They wouldn't have known themselves with the full game for Mo Bessic. <laughs> and Gibson. So you know we've got two more players to go. You know we've got two players who've been. Both of them were substituted, by the way. So there's a little bit of a clue for you guys. Names. Pina. What he said again. I Pina. Yeah, Stephen Pienaar started. Baines was out. Oviedo was playing back. Garbutt wasn't playing. And Galloway was. So who was on the left? It had to be Pienaar because there was no one else to put there. Was uh, it the last one, Osman? Osman was the final used substitute. So you got one more player to get. He was one of the starters and he got substituted. Barkley? No, Barkley was an unused sub. Got the right area though. We've got the two centre mids, we've got the wide players, the back five, the striker. It'll be a number 10. So it wasn't before he left. Um, it wasn't Stephen A. Smith, he wasn't in the squad at all. Yeah, he's just gone to Norwich then. Who was it then? So we've not no Osman. Was it Gareth Barry? Wasn't Gareth Barry, he wasn't in the squad at all either. Fuck was it? I said Kone at the start, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, Kone's well done and dusted. Um, uh, therefore, wasn't Lukaku. Yeah, there was no Lukaku in the squad. I don't think who else played for us. McGeezy. No, no McGeezy in the squad. He was already getting bombed out by then. Even Martinez didn't rate him. Oh, I think, I think I've got it. Was it Lennon? Yeah, it was Adam Lennon. Oh, so we played behind it. Was Morales behind the street? Morales plays at the 10. Oh, that makes sense. Because I was thinking, I was like trying to think of us number 10 because I thought Morales was on the right. Unless Morales was on the left and Pina was behind the strike. I don't know. Either but, way, it was one of those two as the 10 and Lennon on the right. What a oh. garbage team that was. <laughs> what an awful 11 that was. Surprised yeah. they got a result against Sagan and Redditch. Yeah, there we go. And then, in case you were wondering, the Subs obviously it was as Osmond Rodriguez and Pennington came on, and the unused subs were Tim Howard, Ross Barkley, Gerard Delafeu, and Connor McElhaney. Oh. Well, class stuff that the original Pennington. Oh, it was absolutely yeah. class stuff. I mean, I'm not lying when I said if Lukaku had been sold that year, we'd have got relegated. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Sam Allardyce has come in two years before his time there, I'm telling you. I mean, that's, that's a good thing, actually, because we've been, like, two years further away from the mess that he left behind. Well, not as much mess as that clown, Christ. Yeah. Oh, 
Orange fell and overseeing a shambles. Yeah. At, le- at least I'm nice to admit set pieces matter. Oh, no, I was talking about Cumin. <laughs> oh, well. I thought you were referring to Trump. That, that was the point. The Orange fell and overseeing a complete disaster that everyone blames him for. Yeah, it could be either one of them. But yeah, Martin's, Martin's even worse than him. What's, what's yeah. so interesting is Ronald Koeman doing bits at Barcelona. No, he's not. He's getting low blocked every week. No, he's doing absolute bits. I mean, he's, he's got us up into a lofty six in the table. I mean, I no. Mean, who did he oh, play this week? No one's coming back. draw, but like, did he draw this week? Yeah, he drew drew the by bar last week. I'm trying to think. By bar, was it? Yeah. Oh, they've got. Granada, us, they won. Gonna win. Yeah, they won last night against Athletic Bilbao. Yeah, but relying on really, Messi again. They really struggle against the clean sheet mentality. <laughs> you know, you just have to I get that in there again. You were like on commission for that show. Last That was absolute class. But um, yeah, anyway, we'll fi- we'll finish off there before. We go off on one. Uh, Owen, you're the winner. You got a song? Um, we shall hmm? not be moved. <laughs> All together now, there's your shout song. We shall not be moved. <laughs> so there we go. We shall not be moved. And we'll finish with that. All together, All together now. You choose one yeah, or two. I mean, all, all together now is an absolute banger, so... Sounds like a good shout. He's that he doesn't win often, so he's had to pick a song and he's gone to absolute bits here. He's <laughs> That's he might, he's, 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 he's elders never all the way to the now, he's just crumbled. He's gotta pick a song. That's why I went for the likes of Rodriguez and that in case I was thinking of the wrong game. A win I sound like a genius if I lose all well, I don't have to pick a song. Honestly, he's he's won and he's the ball's landed to him to his feet. He's got an open I've goal. Won, he doesn't. He doesn't know what to do. He's picked Vindaloo or something, hasn't he? He's like a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna end up singing England songs in in the fourth cabin with Troy Deeney and that. Ah, he's tough. No, Troy Deeney sitting on the toilet. Ah, <laughs> 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 we've sent him again. Uh, I think we need to wrap up. Yeah, we'll wrap. Like we'll wrap up. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, we'll finish with all together now. Thank you guys for tuning in on the Toffee Blues and we'll see you next time.